Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part five in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. So how do you get rid of the uh, the us versus them mentality? That's all it is? Yep. How do you get rid of the us versus them mentality? Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, Stop. You know, first of all, it starts with you. Man, I, this is a good one. Gosh. Yep. <laughs> yep. We probably should spend a whole podcast talking about this one. So maybe highlight that one. Highlight that one, Austin. We'll come back to it. I'm trying to think of my shortest answer. My my CCD clear cut, concise, and direct answer is start with yourself and start <laughs> stop thinking that you have the answers to everything and you are the only one who knows it all. Because us versus them mentalities are rooted in the belief that I am that I am right, that my group is right, and everyone else is wrong. And the more we do that, by nature, we create an us versus them framework. Yep. And the my short answer is practice compassionate curiosity. Got to do that. So, so yeah, so you almost ended what I said then. It's like, so if you took what Austin and I just said, it's like, first recognize that there's more than one way to think about something and the way to, to better understand whoever them is because us includes me. So if there's a them and I'm like nervous about the them, the way to understand them is to be curious and ask questions like Austin said. And um, try to suspend judgment and just try to understand. And um, I think with anybody, we can find some level of commonality. Now, at the end of the day, there's going to be people we disagree with, but we we don't necessarily have to be enemies. Um, we can agree to disagree and still show each other respect most, most of the time in this life, um, if we choose to. And so, man, again, I'm going to start. I'm going to just keep going. So, I need to stop. So. We need to make a whole podcast on that one. All right. I have it highlighted. The next one. What do you do when the person you are holding accountable doesn't receive? Well, um, Austin, I don't, I mean, a little tongue in cheek here, but uh, can we make anybody do anything they don't want to do? No, we can't. I think if we look at the process that we, that we, teach and and advocate for in the refuge is like a it's a three-step process it's the you go to that person on your own if they don't if they don't receive then the next one is you bring somebody a third party what that means is someone who doesn't gain or lose from the from this conversation or this conflict that's happening and conflict isn't bad because that's what accountability is it's conflict and if that person still doesn't receive you take that to whatever authority is there, whether it's like if you're in the refuge, that'd be a coordinator, a staff person. If you're at a job site, it's it's not your peers. It's the site manager or the foreman. So it's that's the that's the process to go because you've given that person at that point two opportunities to receive that accountability. And that's that's what's on you. So, and because we can't change people, there's going to be people that you hold accountable that don't change. It's really good, man. Well, I think at least that's all 
that's all I have time for um, today. Mm -hmm. So these are great questions. Um, I know you've got a big list, so we will we will be back with more questions soon. And thanks everybody for for listening and hanging out today. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back with a new conversation soon. We'll see you then. Mm-hmm.